Hi there. Welcome to the Carter Report and thanks for joining us. This is the concluding program in the series on why are there so many Christian churches and how can I find the true church today? We are going to prove to you today from the Bible that God raised up the great Protestant churches and we are going to show you that the great reformation has not yet been finished but that God is raising up a great church which is his true church that keeps the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. The Carter Report investigates the mysteries of the past as it seeks to interpret amazing predictions concerning our future. John Carter, scholar, writer, and traveler, invites you to join him as he unlocks mankind's most valuable treasure. My friend, every reformer in history has been persecuted. If we are preaching the truth, we should not expect to be popular. You hear that? A preacher who courts popularity, my friend, is a false prophet. Martin Luther was God's prophet, and God raised up Luther, and they threw him out of the church. And thus he founded, not trying to, the Lutheran church. I want you folk here tonight in good, strong, southern Baptist territory to know this. God raised up the Lutheran church long before the Baptist church, long before the Adventist church. God raised up the Lutheran church. You know why? To lead the church out of all of this humbug. To lead the church out of all this tradition back, my friend, to the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Now, about the same time, over there in England, there was a man by the name of Whitcliffe. Not Whitfield, Whitcliffe. And he and his followers were going around old England. And as they went around old England, they were called Lollards because they were preachers. Most of them were laymen. And they were bitterly persecuted. They were cursed by the great established church. But those men went around England and they taught the great doctrine of justification by faith that a man is declared righteous not by his own works but by the merits of the blood of Jesus Christ. And God, my friend, make no doubt about it, God raised up the great church of England. And I want to say with all respects, she is really the mother of us all. You know that? Never, never knock the Church of England. The Bible that you've got in your hand tonight is a gift of the Church of England. God raised up that great church. And then, my friend, after God raised up that great church, God purified that church with the Puritans and they came here to America. I want you to know this. If there had not been an England, there would never have been America. Did you know that? 
If there had never been a Church of England, if there had never been a Martin Luther, there would never have been an America. Because, um, don't you know this? America's roots, my friend, go back to the great Protestant Reformation. And God raised up this nation of America to continue the work of the Reformation. That's why America is here. And America will only prosper while she is true to that holy calling. If and when America repudiates the great cause of the Reformation, America will be destroyed like Egypt of old. America is no stronger than any nation under heaven but for the grace of God. The only difference between America and Russia is this fact, my friend, the Word of God. And this is a country where it's freely preached. Thank God for America. Thank God for America. But remember this. Being an American implies a responsibility to truth. You get that? Being an American implies a responsibility to truth. Now, God raised up the Lutherans. God raised up the Anglicans. At the same time up there in Scotland, my friend, God raised up a mighty little preacher. His name was John Knox. He was captured by the Church of Rome, made into a slave who worked in the galleys like a common criminal because he was a preacher. That's what Rome did with the preachers of the gospel. That's what she'd like to do tonight too. And that's what she does where she has the authority. When Knox got back to Edinburgh and I have stood, glory be to God, in his pulpit, I've stood in the pulpit of John Knox where John Knox, my friend, preached his opening sermon. Do you know what he preached? He preached on Daniel 7. And John Knox raised up the Church of Scotland and that, my friend, was the Presbyterian Church. Those great Reformation churches were raised up by Almighty God. Never criticize them. Don't knock them. The men who raised up those churches were the most illustrious lights of their age. In comparison today, we are worms. Now listen, and here is the point. You ready for it? Adventists, Baptists, Methodists, all of you need to know this. Truth is progressive. Now, I'll say it again because it may not have sunk in deep enough. Truth is progressive. And I want you to come now to Proverbs. Over here to the book of Proverbs, page 622. Proverbs 4, verse 18. Book of Proverbs. Chapter 4, verse 18, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. 
join John Carter in person today at 7051 McCart Avenue, Fort Worth for a vital understanding of the great prophecies of the scriptures. Participate in the beautiful prayer ministry and receive power to cope and overcome. Experience the warmth of caring people and the joy, peace, and power of worship. Today, Saturday at 1045 AM, 7051 McCart Avenue, Fort Worth, south of I-20. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, and we're going to read the 18th verse. Proverbs 4, verse 18. Have you got it? Proverbs 4, verse 18, the Bible says, But the path of the just is like the shining light. What does it say? Come on. It's like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The Bible says, my friend, that the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter. My friend, this is how God brings His truth to you. God, my friend, is like the sun when it comes up in the morning. At first, at four o'clock, there's a glimmer of light over on the eastern horizon. But as the time goes by and as the sun comes stronger, soon, my friend, the sun illuminates the whole of the land. And by noonday, the sun is beaming everywhere. Now, truth is progressive. Listen, God did not give all his truth to Martin Luther. God did not give all his truth to the Anglicans. Do you know why, my friend? Because they had come right out of the superstition of Rome. You see, they were in this awful cave of, of Roman Catholic darkness and God said, I am going to lead you out and I'm going to lead you out a little bit at a time. And God said, it's going to be like the sun that comes up. And so God gave to Martin Luther the great fundamentals. And God gave to the Church of England the great fundamentals. And the same to John Knox. But God was not finished with his church. God then came to a man by the name of John Wesley. And God said to him, I want you to go and preach a little more and take it, John, he said, take it a little bit further. And so the great John Wesley, an Anglican minister, he went to his church and he said, God has called me to preach these things. And they said, we are sorry, Mr. Wesley. It is not what our fathers taught. It is not in our creed. You hear this? Let me tell you the greatest disaster that struck the church. The churches drew up creeds and they said, the Lutherans said, we will not go beyond what Luther saw. The Anglicans said, we will not go beyond the 39 articles. You see? And the Presbyterian said, we stand by what Knox said, but my friend, that's not what the Bible, that's not how the God works. God says truth is progressive and God wanted to lead those people from darkness right back to the light. And when Wesley went to the Church of England, they kicked 
him out and they rejected his truth because it wasn't in their prayer book. And God was forced to raise up another church, the Methodist church. God raised up the Methodist church because the other churches had become sunk down in their creeds and in their prayer books and in their traditions. Now, that was not the end. God still had the truth of baptism. And so, when God had the truth of baptism, God came along to the Lutherans. God came along to the Anglicans. God came along to the Presbyterians. God came along to the Methodists, and God said, I've got some truth for you now, a beautiful truth in baptism. But they said, oh, the Lutherans said, Luther didn't believe in baptism. The Anglican said, we didn't believe in that. The Presbyterian said, that's not in our creed. And God, my friend, was forced to raise up another church. God raised up the Baptist church. I should get a lot of amens. God raised up the Baptist church. You hear that, Baptist? God raised up the Baptist church. Well, that's not too bad, Baptists. Wasn't as enthusiastic as I would have liked. Now listen, the Baptists believe the same as the Lutherans. They believe the same as the Anglicans. They believe basically the same as the Presbyterians. But they went one step further, you see. They believed in justification by faith. They believed in righteousness by faith. They believed in the Holy Scriptures. They believed that the papacy was the Antichrist. But they went one step further and they were teaching the truth on baptism. Now, you ready for this? Get ready because this is going to be something. Ready for this, Baptists? Because here it comes. Listen, God was not finished with his church. God, my friend, the Baptists didn't get us back to the commandments of God because they don't keep the Sabbath. Great Christians, wonderful Christians, love them, love them. Think they're the salt of the earth down here. But listen, my friend, God said he was going to restore all the truth. And when 1844 came at the close of the 2300 days, God restored the truth of the Sabbath. And when God restored the truth of the Sabbath, let me come over here again. God, my friend, he went to the Lutherans. And they said, we couldn't accept the Sabbath. We, we just can't do that because it's not in our creed. God said to the Anglicans, what about you? And they said, we would like to, but it's not in our creed. Therefore, we've got to say it's been nailed to the cross. Uh, the Presbyterians, they said, we're very sorry. It's not in our creed. And when God came to the Baptists, they said, we're saved by grace away with the law. No, we don't want the Sabbath. And the reason, my friend, these churches have not wanted the Sabbath is because they have drawn up creeds and they won't go any further. And God was forced to raise up another church. And that church, 
That church believes the same as Martin Luther on the gospel. It believes the same as the Anglicans. Those people in that church can say just about all the 39 articles. They believe the same as the Presbyterians. They believe the same as the great John Wesley. They believe the same as the Baptists. But they've gone one step further and they keep the Sabbath and they're called Seventh-day Adventists. You hear that? Now listen to me, Adventists, listen to me, Adventists believe exactly the same as Luther taught. And they believe in holiness of living like John Wesley taught. And they believe in baptism by immersion as the Baptists taught and teach. But my friend, they have gone in God's day one step further and they believe in the day of liberation, the Sabbath, the Lord's day. And listen to me. I'd say that's the Adventist clapping now. Now listen. I didn't hear any Baptists clapping there. It's definitely the Adventist. God bless you. Thank you. That's what you call grace. I'm saved by grace. Listen. Can you see how it's happened? Listen, friend. I am what I am because I can't be anything else. I can't shove this truth under the carpet and say, let's forget about it. I can't walk out of this meeting and say, well, good night. You're not dealing with me tonight. You're dealing with God. I want you to come to one text, and then I'm going to appeal to you. Revelation 12, verse 17. Revelation chapter 12. We're going to come to verse 17, dear people. Revelation 12, down to verse 17. Here the Bible describes the true church in the last days. I never wrote the book of Revelation, so nobody should get personal with me. Revelation 12, verse 17. Here it is. And the dragon, that's the devil, was enraged with the woman, that's the church. And he went off to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. God is going to have a church in the last days. They're going to keep the commandments of God and love Jesus. And if you come now to Revelation 14 and verse 12, I should put that the other way around. They keep the commandments because they love Jesus. They love Jesus and they keep the commandments. Revelation 14 verse 12, it describes the great message of restoration, the three angels' messages that I have been talking about from night to night. We're not going to go through that. You ought to know it off by heart now. Revelation 14 and verse 12 says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God. And what? The faith of Jesus. And that to me sounds very, very much like the church that Jesus founded back in his own day. Doesn't it? God is going to have a church who will have the faith of Jesus. And because they have the faith of Jesus, do you know what they're going to do? They're not going to draw up a creed. They're going to say, Lord, I want to walk with you in the light. I want to keep walking with you until Jesus comes. Because I have the faith of Jesus, I want to keep the Lord's day because I love him. You see? 
I want to tell the Lutherans, if there are any here tonight, if Martin Luther were here, he'd be keeping the Sabbath because there's more light today than what he had. You hear that? It's like a man who was locked up in a cave, my friend. Would you bring him out of that cave into blinding sunlight all of a sudden? No, you'd take him out a little bit at a time. If Martin Luther were here, he'd be keeping the Sabbath. I want to tell the Methodists, if John Wesley were here, he'd be standing up here and telling you to keep the Sabbath. I want to say something else. If the man who raised up the Anglican church were here, they'd be keeping the Sabbath too. And I want to say to my Baptist friends, if those great men who came to America were here tonight because of their courage, their absolute fidelity to truth, and because they loved Jesus Christ, if those early Baptists came back, they would come and stand up here with me tonight and they'd say, we're going to keep the Sabbath. You hear that? That's what those Baptists would do because they believed they were keeping the Sabbath. But God has got more light. And because He's got more light, we're going to walk in the light. God didn't judge them back there because they weren't doing these things. They didn't know. God has given us more light, and more light means more responsibilities. I'm going to ask you folk to make a decision. And I'm going to tell you a story. Back in the days when Rome ruled the world, pagan Rome. There was a Roman general and he was marching his soldiers through northern Germany. One night they camped beside this great lake that was frozen over. Forty of his men had become Christians and he was somewhat stunned about this. This is the last thing he'd ever dreamed would, ha would have happened. Those men had heard about Jesus, they'd heard some preaching and those men had become Christians. In those days, to be a Christian was a crime against the empire. And so what this man said, the general said, I'm going to put the 40 men out on the ice. And when you've come to your senses, you can come back. So he, he got a great fire going on the lakeside. Huge fire. The fire was blazing up to heaven. And he said, when you see the fire... If you want to be warm, come here. Otherwise, you can freeze. Those men had decided for Christ. And out there on the ice, those men started to sing. Forty wrestlers, wrestling for thee, O Christ. Claim for thee the victory. Ask from thee the crown. The night wore on. This man, the general, was a good man. He'd heard about Jesus. He'd heard his teachings. He'd even read some of the Bible. And he thought, these are my men. These are my men. His heart went out to those men out there, those 40 wrestlers. All of a sudden, the song died down, and a man came running across the ice and fell down beside the fire, shivering with cold. He'd given up. He fell a pitiable wreck, trying to warm himself. He'd given up the faith. And after a little while, that song came again, a little fainter now, 39 wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ. Ask for thee the victory. Claim from thee the crown. And as the night wore on, this man thought more and more. He thought of what he'd heard. And all of a sudden, the Roman general got up and he said to the man shivering beside the fire, by the name of God, he said, I will have your place. And like the general he was, he strode across the ice and he went to those men who were freezing to death. 
And he stood in their midst. And the men started singing. Forty wrestlers. Wrestling for thee, O Christ. Forty wrestlers. Claim from thee the victory. Ask the crown. It takes a lot of courage to take a stand like that. Tonight, I'm going to ask God's wrestlers, God's men who will stand for Jesus Christ, who will make a decision to stand for His Lord's Day, to stand for the great reformation that is going on in this world, to turn from the mark of the beast and tradition, to stand over here, my friend, with Jesus Christ. It says, there they are, those who keep the commandments of God. And I'm going to ask the heritage singers to come on now. They're going to sing you a great song. It is not what you'd call a devotional song. It is a song of challenge. And I'm going to ask the girls, the usherettes, as they sing to pass out the cards, that everybody will get a card. And then we're going to have an appeal. And I'm going to appeal with all my heart and with all my soul. This is not an ordinary meeting. We're going to have a great meeting on the Sabbath day. We've got hundreds of people who are coming. But this meeting tonight is really your moment. This is your time. The Heritage Singers come out now. We want you to sing to us. These young people are some of God's wrestlers. It is not easy to follow Jesus. It is not easy to keep His commandments. But I want to say tonight, when I think of Jesus, what else can I do?